Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish... Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. <laughs> Another Tuesday evening, Tuesday, August 4th, 2020, when we record this show. Hello, my name is Greg DeMarco, welcoming you to The Greg DeMarco Show. The Greg DeMarco Show is brought to you as part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find at thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Chairshot.com is your home for wrestling reviews, opinions, Views, analysis, all kinds of good stuff, plus plenty of non-wrestling content like pop culture, video games, MMA, sports, and more, all available for you over at TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You can follow the website at ChairShot Media. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow me, Greg DeMarco, at ChairShotGreg on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can even email me if you want to. You know what? Go ahead. Greg DeMarco at thechairshot.com. Go to thechairshot.com forward slash Greg DeMarco. That's all the different ways you can find me. Uh, maybe even ways that I've forgotten about. So go ahead and do it and you'll find me there. I don't do this show alone. I have two people that do that with me. Of course, we have the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. You can find him on the Twitter at wrestling realist. That's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist and there is one in Patrick for Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick, welcome from, from the living room today. Yeah, thank you. I'm hoping to make it to the end of the podcast. Yeah, we hope so too. Better luck than than what happened with with bandwagon nerds. But we'll get bandwagon there. Bandwagon nerds, yeah. Towards towards the end of the program. Uh, the end of the program is is what you didn't see on bandwagon nerds. At least you didn't. So everyone else did. Patrick's not alone in joining me on this show. You know her as well. She's the ring announcer to the stars. It actually got to ring announce some stars recently. Always very exciting when she gets to do that. She is the queen of soft style and the Twitterless heroine, but you can find her on Instagram at the hashtag Miranda. Welcome home, Miranda Morales. Yes. Yes. I did get to ring announce. Yes. So that was really awesome. Thank yes. you for uh, everyone who watched, who listened. Uh, feels good to, to be back. And yes, I'm, I'm back. In uh, the great state of Arizona, I had to, you know, travel to get some things done, but it feels good to be back. It feels good to be back uh, with you guys, as always, and uh, just ready to get the show rolling. Yeah, got the back, energy. Back in the great state of Arizona, where today Maricopa County Courts said the governor was wrong and the gyms can open back up. So I could have told that. you that. I could, I could have said that. Well, you don't have the authority. <laughs> you don't, we don't have the authority that, that the court does, apparently. So basically, the judge looked at the governor and said, you know, I hear what you're saying about the gyms. And well, fuck you, Pat. That's what he had to say. Yeah. Right fuck there. you, Pat. The governor's name is not uh, Pat. Maybe his middle name is Pat. I don't know. His name is Doug. But uh, yeah, it didn't work out too well. This is, this is, this is why we're having... This is, this is why we're experiencing a pandemic longer than any other, you know, industrialized nation because, because we just can't not have good things. So here, so I don't even want to get in. The, if the grocery I, store no, can be open, why can't I, the gym know, be open? I know. I, what's that? If the grocery store can be open, why can't the gym be open? Because you actually need to have food. 
Greg. Right, but like it sells it sell, it sells actual staples and necessities for people that. to survive. But can you be I'm safer sorry, a as gym a is your store. vanity project and you could do that at home. But like, can you, you be safer? Where can you home. be safer is the question. Because I can tell mm-hmm. you right now, I get closer to people in Walmart than I do at CrossFit. Well, that's Walmart's problem. But Walmart's not going to solve that problem. That's what I'm saying. Like the casinos are open in Arizona. I went to one this weekend. They shouldn't be. They are. Like I know well, there's casinos yeah. open in Massachusetts, and they shouldn't be. Like, I, yeah, like, I, I think it goes back to the prioritizing of things. I think that out of all the places that the governor decided to keep closed, gyms just don't seem as logical as other locations. So it just seems like the logic in right, this you know, where is, people is sit very around skewed. and sweat all the time, and like you know. I don't know. I I hear what you're saying and the science of what you're saying, but no, I, I just, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And, and I think, you know, if it, if it was a matter of workout spaces being safer than athletes everywhere would not be getting sick on college campuses where they're working their asses off to keep those places clean. Yeah. But are they working their asses off to actually keep the players apart outside of training? Cause I bet they're not. Because that's where most no, of I'm sure happen. they're not. But then again, um, you know, you can't stop baseball players from going to casinos and you know ruining baseball like my baseball team did. Yes. Thanks, Cardinals. Yes, uh, they did. You're welcome. And they, they've played five games in the first place. Cubs have played ten. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what and the and the Marlins You're have only welcome. played three. And who knows if they'll play anymore. So anyway, there's your coronavirus update for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco Jim, Show. Greg, Greg's happy because he can go to the gym. I've been going to the gym. <laughs> that's that's the I, I can now publicly talk about going to the gym. It's it's not going to have to be a fight club after this week. Um, yeah, I was going to say there's not raw isn't the only thing that's gone underground. No, they there's, stole it from us. They they stole it from no, they didn't steal it from us. They stole it from <laughs> the actual fight club, and many people are trying to take credit for it. But we'll get there. Anyway, before we do, quick little note um, on the Chair Shot Media itself. Today's update is that there is a big sale going on over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot. So you can save 20%. But I mean, I'm not going to tell you about it because I'm not the one who should tell you about it. That person is Miranda Morales. Yes, Greg. Very nice segue because that is true. There is a big sale going on right now, um, August 4th through August 6th, 20% off your entire sales. Um, and it does just, as I'm reading this fine print, not that I'm trying to sell any other merchandise, this excludes AEW owned merch. So don't buy AEW merch right now. You should stick and buy yourself chair shot stuff because you know why? Because you can get the 20% off. Not on AEW stuff. I'm just saying, weigh your options wisely, people. Weigh your options wisely. But you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. And there you can find over 25 different t-shirt designs and styles, sizes, colors. And of course, you know, just just a lot of awesome variety there for you. Um, for new shirts are available. They were announced over the past few weeks, including Bandwagon Nerds. Uh, Platt Balaz 2020, A Winner Is You, and of course, the fan favorite that I'm aware of, Everybody Hates Greg. Uh, so go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot where you can get your very own chair shot t-shirt. They are starting at $19.99, but if you would like to you know, spend a few extra dollars to get it in soft style, I highly recommend it. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and get your chair shot t-shirt today. For 20% off. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Yeah, speaking of personal vanity projects, you can pick up a Queen of Soft Style t-shirt from Miranda Morales. You can pick up an Everybody Hates Greg t-shirt for me, Greg DeMarco. You can even get yourself Bandwagon Nerds t-shirt and support Patrick O'Dowd, who is sporting his hashtag save tag team wrestling t-shirt right now. So lots of good stuff that we can all get over there so do do check it out 
Next up on the show, we're going to talk about yesterday's edition of Monday Night Raw. Now, back when this show was was on Tuesdays originally, we would talk about Raw a lot, and and we were never really the show that would go segment by segment. Like we tried that, and it sucked, and, and it's terrible. And I don't really believe that shows should do that. It's just boring. And I mean, and a lot whatever. of our early shows sucked and were terrible. Our early <laughs> shows were fantastic. What are you talking about? Our fuck you, Pat. Come on now. Those shows were amazing. Dude, you've said this on this show that our first shows were, were terrible. No, I ha- yes, I have. I absolutely have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 1,000% have. Yeah. Oh, of course I have. Yeah, because they were. Because um, we had no idea. We, we just pressed play. We we'll press record one day and on Blog Talk Radio and started going. That was before I even figured out how to turn off the Blog Talk Radio lady. So the podcast had to start with her dumbass saying Blog Talk Radio. So, <laughs> yeah. this is You guys got to see growth over a nine and a half year period. So... There you go. Good times. You're welcome. Nice try, though. Anyway, now we're going to talk about this past Monday's edition of Monday Night Raw, because WWE did, in fact, present an edition of Monday Night Raw this week that was preceded by reports of a new stable causing chaos on the show and the return of one Shane Declan McMahon. I think that's his middle name. I don't know. It's one of his kids' names. I'm just going to go with it. Go on government on Shane McMahon. Somebody can look it up. We'll find out later. I'm go- I'll Google it, yes. I'll, Google. I'll reveal it later Google. on in the show. I, I don't care enough to Google it. Of course you don't. Uh, for me, however, this show kind of marked a sharp turn in writing and production that I'm going to get into, along with Shane's raw underground and those masked men causing issues, technological issues, throughout the night. So before we kind of get into the nitty-gritty details, what do you guys think? What are you guys' thoughts on Monday's Raw? I know it's just Patrick, then Miranda, but... Well, 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 I don't even know if Patrick watched it. So we'll let Miranda go first because I know she watched it. And Patrick can can scramble if he has to. Miranda, what did you think about Raw? Yeah, it definitely felt different um, throughout the, the whole show from the very first few minutes where we kept seeing some lighting technical issues uh, with the lights and the microphone. Um, you, you know, they kind of wanted fans to make, to, to make them feel like, you know, you, you just didn't know what was going to happen next. And there was everything unexpected and unplanned. Um, and, you know, they, they did their best with it. I think that overall, it's it's an interesting line because a lot of times fans want something different from Raw. But then when they produce it, everybody doesn't like it. Uh, I do think, though, doing something great is as much as on the production value is something WWE does. I mean, it's when you look at WWE uh figuratively as say you know uh, a personality or a character it's associated with you know maybe a little bit more prep a little bit more business um so when i view wwe raw or even a lot of the wwe products smackdown as well i don't get doesn't come to mind um so the, this attempt into doing something different something darker um, to me, just felt a little out of place, but I really appreciated that they tried something different uh, because ultimately that's the only way you can move forward is trying different things and seeing what sticks. Patrick, what'd you think? So for the record, I did watch Raw because you sent me a rundown that said we were going to talk about Raw. So I watched it and finished it up about an hour ago because uh, I don't fast forward through very much. Tuesday night Raw. I, I like Tuesday Night Raw, but not, um, what did you used to call it? Raw's DVR? Yes, Raw's DVR. No, yeah, Raw's DVR. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good show. I uh, I want to wait and see a little bit on the underground fighting thing. Because uh, there were elements of it that I appreciated and liked. There are other elements that, that I, I just, I didn't get why they were there. If they were trying to make something edgy by having three random women dance just just like there like you're just dancing there's like no music and people are fighting but you're dancing like what's that all about um you know but the the show itself i i think the highlights for me really didn't have to do with anything with the underground stuff it had to do with the um drew mcintyre randy orton exchange i thought that that um those promos are really good i thought that they were they felt natural uh and i know you're going to talk about that probably a little bit later greg just looking at the rundown of the bullets but uh, you know they they worked. There were shoot comments worked into the promos that actually didn't feel like, oh hey, look what we're doing. Even though they even said at one point, I think McIntyre even said, "Look, I'm going to shoot on you." Um, 
the teasing some, you know, Joe teasing, getting into the ring and getting physical was kind of exciting and fun um, up against, you know, and Joe Rollins that made ROH fans everywhere perk up. You, you just can't say that it didn't. And, and then we got Dominic coming in and it's still weird to me to watch Dominic physically in a ring beating on people. Like I'm like, I still remember I'm your poppy. And so that's, uh, that's so, a little strange. So does WWE but, um, as they were tweeting that stuff out today or this week. Right. So, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was a pretty solid show. It did. It didn't blow the doors off of me the way that I, the way that it did for some people. Um, you know, the, the crowd, the, the crowd that was, it was either like a hated it sort of crowd or, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And I, I enjoyed the show. I tend to enjoy raw, uh, even, even with its warts. Uh, so yeah, for me, it was, it was the entering stuff, not the underground stuff. For me, I mean, I definitely enjoyed Raw. I and mean, obviously, it's on the rundown. You guys can see it. it's what I talked about. I tweeted about it, and and the differences to me were 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 marked. Like it was just like night and day, literally like night and day. Obviously, we've got the Raw Underground and the new stable, but I'm going to table that for now. We're going to get there, and I do want to start with the promos. And you talked about the Drew McIntyre promo, and really all the promos. And and, and I use this phrase, and I kind of use it scarcely, or I'm a little afraid to use it. I felt like the show was less scripted. Now, is is are they just fooling me with smoke and mirrors to make it feel like it's less scripted? But with the delivery, it felt natural. I don't know. What do you guys think? I felt like it was less scripted. Uh, I, I would say the delivery uh, felt more natural. Um, that they weren't forcing... Um, any like they they were talking in ways that sounded normal and they weren't trying to push words or phrases that say the company really wanted or you know catchphrases and things like that i just felt like it was a bit more organic in the delivery and like what they actually said um so i don't know even if that just means that whoever was writing it just finally the light bulb click and they said we got to write this stuff in ways that people would actually talk um, which I think has been for me, how I perceive a lot of those promos is they, they write things in ways that that's not how normal people really talk, especially when they're angry or upset or trying to be aggressive. Um, I think things just flowed a, a lot better uh, with promos. Right. I, I would agree with that. I think that the only, the only two people I felt were even remotely scripted and one you would expect was Dominic's little promo. He like, he looked nervous and he looked like he was re- he was saying what he needed to say. Yeah, I mean he wouldn't he didn't make he didn't look at the camera. He was like very focused. So you could tell that was, you know, this is this is me trying to get this right. Uh I also didn't like Apollo Cruz's promo as much. It didn't feel like I'm not saying it didn't it came off bad, but of of like sort of the groups, those are the two that I felt felt to me the most scripted one like i said that you would expect the other just could be his delivery and the way that he, you know like the way that he is anyway um but yeah the rest of the show it definitely felt that way greg uh i I'll, I'll believe it if we see it a couple weeks in a row because that's always the 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 big thing with this is it's it's about trends uh and once is once is an anomaly and you really don't have a trend until you've got a good month worth of of shows under your belt where this is this is happening on the red yeah long term i don't know if we'll continue to see this it's just it, it seems too too uncontrolled for vince mcmahon's liking um to see it long well, it, could, it could just be talent too like yeah. i mean if you look at the people that were really talking on raw a lot of them are great talkers uh and don't need that script and so you can give them the guidelines and let them do right. it mm-hmm. you know if the rumors are to believe did and we need to do this shake up because we're freaking out over our top six ratings every week, then then I guess it doesn't surprise me too much if they if they pulled the raids back. But they hire so many writers that I find it tough to buy that they would go away from it whole hawk. We also don't know how many writers they still employ because True. we didn't get we got we knew about wrestlers who were gone. We knew about producers who were gone. We know about like one writer, and that's because that writer herself revealed that she was gone. For all we know, that's it's the retribution faction. It, that's, it could that's be. who they are. They're, be the they're writers and tech people. That's right. That oh. you know, the old agents are, are retribution. Lance so Storm is going to pull now. pull the mask mask off. 
I definitely thought it felt like, it's funny you talked about Apollo's promo. I loved Apollo's promo. Like to me, that was the best promo he's ever given. And, and I think that's the good guy Apollo we need because he's one of the few, even though he did turn heel for a little bit, it wasn't very good. He's one of the few true good guys they can actually have who can actually come off as a good guy. Like Kevin Owens is a face, but he's an asshole. Apollo is just a nice dude and one that you can be happy for. So to me, that's what he cut. He cut the be happy for me promo at, Worst, I would say talent had a hand in writing their promos and maybe like writers and producers came up with the bullet points and the talent was like, here's how I would say that. And and they went forward and to me. That's a happy medium WWE needs to have anyway, because it's just hard for someone to write for someone else. You know, it, it's something that, that Dean Ambrose back when he was Dean Ambrose before he became John Moxley or right when he became John Moxley said like other people can't write for me. And I think this is sort of the best marriage of that. Um, you guys have used the word darker in a little bit from an actual production standpoint. The show was physically darker. Like the lighting was different throughout the show, not just during the promos, but like everything, it wasn't as bright and cheery as raw tends to be. And to me, that just kind of jumped out as, as one of those little production things that probably in, in the ultra controlled world of WWE is not an accident, uh, not a happy little accident whatsoever. The third bullet point of the actual reasonings I had is something that I thought for a while how to word it. And what I came up with was the phrase, the rationale. People were saying and doing things for a reason that seemed to be aligned with who they are. And and the example that, that I have first and foremost was Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens getting Liv Morgan to listen to Ruby Riot by basically talking about how he screwed people over. And we all know what he did to Sami Zayn in NXT and, and how he used Sami Zayn to get ahead. And he, you know, we all know what happened with Chris Jericho when, when they had their pairing as well. And so he's not wrong. And, and he used that to basically get them to listen to each other and then kind of pulled the marionette strings a little bit when the iconics were getting on his nerves to get them to work together. And now the riot squad, at least two of them are back together. Um, and that was the other thing. They were dropping names of people that don't work there anymore. A lot. Like they kept talking about Sarah and, and they kept, you know, and, and like I thought it was funny last week on Impact when somebody said, no way, Jose. And Tommy Dreamer turned around and was like, no, we didn't sign him. <laughs> like that was brilliant. And, and Wrestle House is something we're going to talk about soon enough because I love it. Um, but at the same time, yeah. like Kevin Owens doing that, it just it just really jumped out at me. And not Kevin Owens, but, but Liv and, and Ruby bringing up Sarah multiple times and the company bringing up people who don't work there anymore uh just just jumped out at me and for the second week in a row people were swearing and had the swearing bleeped out on WWE television keith lee swore last week on on nxt uh bullshit and i think it was bullshit that was said again this week or maybe just shit that was said again this, this week that never happened like it's super rare when that happens and of course it's it's iconic when bret hart did it and it wasn't bleeped out and and all that stuff many many years ago but that to me, and they tend to try things on NXT before they do them on television, so that makes sense as well. I mean, all the lights and the video boards around the ring, all that was in NXT before it was on Raw or SmackDown. So it's it's all all just kind of jumped out at me. You brought up Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, and I do want to touch on that a little bit because I, that was easily Drew McIntyre's best promo I've ever seen him deliver. Um, funny, happy-go-lucky Drew. I've complained about that before. And that was fine, but this Drew was was the best Drew. And Randy Orton just, I love the fact that Randy Orton was like, yep, I should have been fired a lot of times. Like, yeah. like Randy Orton <laughs> saying that. And then basically telling Drew McIntyre, but they didn't fire, like, like he played the, the, the superstar card. You know, yeah. it's, it's the same right. thing we see in the NFL, right? Yeah. One one player can can rob a 7-Eleven, he'll get cut. The other player will get suspended because they're more important to the team. And not that I'm condoning robbing a 7-Eleven. I'm not. Um, but Randy Orton was like, yep, I did all those things. I should have been fired. But I'm more valuable to the company. The company wants me more than they want these other people. And it's not untrue at all. I mean, it's, it's Yeah, it's like he's, he's, he's not wrong. No, he's <laughs> throwing. But in a way, they're throwing the company under the bus. But if everyone's going to hate WWE, might as well roll with it. And well, and if if they're going to indict Randy Orton for it, like the like fans do, like why not own it? Yeah, exactly. What's really funny is that by doing all of this, Randy Orton is proving himself right and how valuable he really is to the company and what he's doing for Drew McIntyre right now. Because we'll, we'll get to predictions another week, but. I don't think he's going to beat Drew McIntyre. He might because this is an amazing version of Randy Orton that we're seeing right now, but it would suck for Drew if that happened, even though Drew would just win it back from him later. 
But at the same time, like Orton is killing it. I don't understand why Ric Flair is out there with Randy Orton. That doesn't really make sense. Like Orton doesn't need Ric Flair uh, to be out there whatsoever. I did love the Ric Flair, Kevin Owens interaction backstage. Kevin Owens in this environment is just shining bright as can be. He's become Raw's version of The Miz with how he's used to advance other people's storylines through his interview segment. But he's doing yeah. it well. And, and then he gets involved somehow um, through his interview segment as well. So really good. Even the Iconics, as annoying and grating as they can be, and they're supposed to be, one of their better promos they've ever cut. Like just better, better promos all around. And let's face it, wrestling is about the promos. And 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 that's, that's a big part of what it is. Um, and that's where we are. Also, MVP. MVP is literally probably the MVP of 2020 right now for WWE. Like who the hell would have thought in January mm-hmm. that MVP was going to come up and be one of the bright shining points of WWE in 2020. But his promos, even though they were more in character, were dead spot on. Like I loved and, right. and just, just the way they cut back and forth because MVP loses. Then you have Apollo's promo in the back with Charlie Caruso. Then MVP's out by the ring still. And then he cuts his promo out there. It just felt like real. Uh, like, like they're still out there. They hadn't gone back to the back. yet, so he's like, screw it. I'm going to talk. And that to me, just, just an MVP just delivered a promo that it made sense. Everything just made sense. Um, and, and I definitely, definitely did enjoy that. So we'll talk about the two big things. And of course the biggest one to talk about, and it's going to be a topic you're going to hear about every, on every podcast right now, because it's so different. It's so new for WWE that it's something fun to talk about. And that is of course the raw underground Shane McMahon introduced this brand new concept, at least brand new for WWE, the raw underground. It was in some warehouse portion of the performance center, uh, a ring with no ropes whatsoever, people fighting. Yes, we had the go-go dancers that make no sense whatsoever in, in that in, environment to the point where I don't even think Shane knew, knew why they should be there. Um, <laughs> but, but it was completely different than anything. Oh, we all know why they should be there because Vince said they should, but it was completely different than, than anything that we've seen recently in WWE. And, and I'm going to go first because I know people want to wait it out and see whatever. I loved it. I loved it. I, I thought it was was new and different. Um, if you think back to the cinematic matches, my favorite cinematic match is no one else's favorite cinematic match, which was Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in a very similar looking room. Uh, who knows? Maybe it was the same one. I don't think it was. That's actually, I think the room where, where that took place was the room where Orton and, and Edge fought on the roof of the truck during WrestleMania, from what I could tell with the way the shelving was. But it just, I, I really liked it. Like, I liked the feel of it. Um, I, I liked what they did. Uh, I mean, the only thing that really got me, and I even saw somebody post about this on Facebook, like you're presenting a shoot by fight and then people are smacking their legs. Like that to me was a little <laughs> strange. Like, La- like come, on, come on, come on. They, they yeah. chose the wrong camera angle yeah. on Lashley's Terrible. punch. And through, and it's no fault of Lashley's. Like that's not his bad no. necessary. I mean, it is bad because it wasn't quite as close as it could be, but you just you chose the wrong wacky camera angle and it showed the whiff <laughs> and that was it rough. It happened. I love seeing Dolph Ziggler showing off his real wrestling skills. Out of nowhere too. Like that shouldn't Ziggler the fact but, that Ziggler's I mean, in this be a bigger deal? Well, they didn't make they didn't make it about who yeah. was really in mm-hmm. there for most of the show until until the hurt came and and took over. So from that angle, they, uh, they they were there and they acknowledged him. But it, I thought it was just crazy, like Ziggler showing off his mat skills and his amateur wrestling background, you know, Mr. Kent State. Uh, you got to see a little bit of it out of Shelton, too, with that. that those are the, the kind of the things that I loved about the mm-hmm. underground segment. I don't the, – the camera work drove me a little nuts. And I understand why they were doing it the way they were doing it. Cause it's, you're trying to create an illusion of a more realistic fight, which is why they were so short, mm-hmm. but they, they, you're using the camera angles and you're being clever with the camera to create the illusion of a real fight. So you're trying to hide a lot of what you would miss and see, but it was a little too rapid for me. It reminded me of um, the MTV wrestling show. What was that one called? Oh, wrestling, wrestling society yeah. X. Like where it was just like camera and camera and camera and cut, cut, cut. And I'm like, what are you doing? You you couldn't actually process what was going on. And that was a little challenging. 
Miranda, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I think at the beginning when I was talking about how I perceived raw, a lot of that was based off of, uh, you know, raw underground, just because that to me was the, the big, you know, surprise. Um, and I know we'll talk about it in a second, but they lumped both this underground and this new stable together. So I think that that led to, um, a, a, you know, a little confusion on my part, uh, but also anticipation regarding what raw underground is going to, to lead to. Uh, and I don't know how others feel about this, but I actually really liked the idea of the Hurt Business coming at, at the end and kind of taking over Raw Underground. Because I also think that this could be a good mechanism for them as a stable in order to have a strong presence. If they end up taking over Underground from Shane McMahon, because me personally, I don't. I don't like Shane's involvement in it. I understand why he introduced it, but as far as a regular figure, to me, there's just a big disconnect uh, from it. Uh, I, I just don't see him being, I think, a good fit for it. But if well, maybe if you, he was so I, damn cheerful, like he was what? so happy. Like, well, like you get, no, oh, you yeah, get yeah, yeah. Gritty, you get this gritty. You're supposed to. You're trying to do this like gritty underground thing, and then like Shane McMahon is just like, I'm happy to be here. But he yeah, was wearing a yeah. green jacket. He was wearing a it's, green jacket, so it's okay. Yeah, so it, it was just it was just kind of weird. But like, say if the Hurt Business now takes over Raw Underground, then it feels like an actual stable is having control over it, and it almost reminds me more of a television show where you have you know almost like these crime you know families or you know uh, a mob like mentality type of, of thing, and it could work really well. So I, I'm optimistic about the the future of it. But there were elements like especially with the dance and eventually they were fighting and Shane said oh well you know you guys could go in, in there and fight now that did lead me to believe that I'm curious if we're going to see women fighting in the future because that I think too I mean, is they've got you know, the women where, to do it huh they've got the women to do it I mean Shane they got the women to do it and again like that's where you get a little bit at least more progressive if you keep the women as just dancers then we're back in the 90s like and and come on now you didn't have a whole evolution and revolution just to have women serve as dancers and I think that would be also kind of cool just to have women in there you know beating each other up that could be the the evolution of this and that's what takes it to another level where it feels a little bit more real so uh you know I'm, I'm keeping some options optimism in there as well um and i think there's elements that could really work but i think there's elements they really do have to evaluate and kind of get rid of too well the dancers is a funny thing because you can't show all your cards in one week and that's what wrestling fans have a problem with they see something once they make their decision they're done and you just can't show your all your cards in one week because that's that's no fun what if next week the dancers are out there doing their thing and then here comes Shayna Baszler and she just destroys the dancers like from behind chokes one out, tosses the other one off the stage. Like now Shayna Baszler's out there and, and she's like, this isn't, you know, she's kind of representing the, the evolution part of it. And we don't need these dancers. Women can fight too. And, and considering they use some, some, some indie talent out there who was pretty small, Baszler can just go out there and kick one of their asses. Like this is her background mm-hmm. too. And, and what she has, um, and it's also a good mechanism because Baszler is supposed to wrestle Oscar next week and the winner gets a title shot. Well, if you look at what happened with the Hurt Business, they had a terrible Raw. Everything went wrong for the Hurt Business on Raw. So what they do, they went into the underground and basically made up for it. And say Shayna Baszler loses next week to Asuka, now she shows up in the underground. It's almost like a redemption place for some people, mm-hmm. and which is kind of funny given the retribution name of the the, the new stable. But – you could you could use that use it that way. Like there's so many things you could use with the underground. It could be a second chance. Um, maybe it's just a, a vehicle for what was that guy's name? It's not Bubba Tunde anymore. It's it's uh, Dabakato. Like like maybe it's just a vehicle yeah. for him. Although here's the thing. Like I'm watching him and and he's this big guy. He's six foot ten. He's killing people and he's got this like twelve year old baby face on him that just makes it um yeah. completely unbelievable. Like when he was beating everyone up, I wanted even before he brought it up, I just wanted Samoa Joe to go in there and kick the shit out of the guy. Like that's the one thing I'm sad about Joe's current situation. He is perfect for this. Like this is mm-hmm. has Samoa right. Joe yes. written all over it. Like you could even have the fake crowd chanting Joe, Joe like bring back the old theme music and and you know Give him some boards like Ring of Honor had. It just, just, just give me Ring of Honor, Joe, just, just for a day, and and Joe can go out there and 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 beat people up too. Like it just has a lot of potential, and I want people to give it a chance because everyone begs for something different. 
And we've talked about this for years. Remember when Sheamus won his first world championship in a tables match against John Cena and Patrick? Everyone wanted something different. Then when they got it, they were like, oh, oh, but not that. Not, not that. Not That's that, not what I, I didn't want that different. I yeah. wanted something else different. So uh, I their, think their, their change is always very narrow. It's, it's always yeah. like, I yeah. want this one person exactly. to be champion and that'll fix the company. And as we've seen with Drew McIntyre, that doesn't work either. So that's, no. again, wrestling fans 101. We do have the the uh, entrance, I guess, or not really entrance yet, of a brand new stable. Uh, they're hooded right now. They're they're messing with with power boxes and doing whatever else they can to to hurt the show. And this is about their retribution. No real clues as to who they are, other than uh, Dominic Dijakovic on social media, sort of making some changes, deleting all of his tweets, going to black. But I guess there's some hidden messages in his profile pictures on Instagram and Twitter about being overlooked and, and things like that. Um, I think that that to me right now is less exciting just because we don't know about it yet. And it was a little overshadowed by the raw underground, but I don't know. What do we think? Well, Patrick, will let you go first this time. What do we think about this new potential stable? Well, I think, I hope that they take their time on revealing who the people are under the hoods. To be honest, I think that you could really do a lot to build some tension with this group and get some excitement for it. The name alone screams people who have, who have been wronged in some way, shape or form by the, by the company. Again, you talked about um, McIntyre and, and Orton's, you know, conversation being like this indictment on the company. These folks like attacking the production of the show, that's the same sort of thing is it's an indictment on the company and trying to like tear it down in some way, shape or form and cause chaos. And so, you know, I love some of the names that people are floating out there already. Like, Oh, it must be Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. And I'm like, please no. Curtis Axel doesn't work for the company. But okay. Well, but, but that's That's true. No, you're right. You're exactly right. He could be brought back. Um, um, but (laughs) I mean, but if Axel came back, I'd be okay with it. He's a heck of a Oh, me too. Bo Dallas, often, I don't care about, but like whatever. Often often imitated, uh, never eliminated. That's Curtis Axel. Right. And so I I do I am interested to see like how this plays out. I hope that they do it over I hope they slow burn it. I really do. I hope they do it over a long period of time. And and if for no other reason than not like a good long angle, but I think like I think about how the w- NWO when it started was so small and was just creating chaos. And we even knew who those people were, but half the, you know, the, the magic of that group watered down as you saw more about them. And then, and of course they grew too much, but when they became like just every show, that was it, that, that hurt the group and and it stayed overstayed. It's welcome, but yeah, I just take your time with it. I think it could be something good. I mean, there's so many, there's potential. It could be, you know, we didn't see Ali, Cedric and Ricochet this week. They could have something to do with it there. All of them were, were NXT guys. Well, Ali and Cedric more two or five live, but still uh, they did appear in NXT. You've got some potential of who it could be. And, and it, I think it's, it also has potential to fail, you know, who knows? And that's WWE. So Miranda, what'd you think of the revelation, not revelation of the new stable on raw? I am a big fan of stables. I I just love that structure. I love how you can build them to help elevate people to uh, be able to, you know, showcase different aspects and skills um, that they have and also to kind of shadow or, or to hide, you know, the, the weaknesses in some people. So I, I'm a big fan of stable slash factions and you know, I do think that the concept is interesting. Um, now living in a time where there's been a lot of um, uh, of opinions regarding, you know, people who destroy public property to help convey a message, you know, that is to me just a social issue that I am interested to see if there's a correlation between this and there's also a little bit of social commentary in it, not that that's WWE's forte, but sometimes they just, things like that fall into place and their approach to it. Um, because I think it's just in general, very, it, it's a very decisive topic. Um, and I think how WWE approaches it will either, you know, uh, make some fans feel like, you know, they, they are understanding a little bit of the, the youth, 
perspective when it comes to social issues or maybe not who knows but again i think that's just something that i don't know if it's super intentional but could be something that this specific group you know it, it may address Overall, I, I am excited. I, I do agree with Patrick. I hope it is a slow burn. I hope they take their time with this. I hope the reveals are full of anticipation. Um, and we're even left with cliffhangers. Maybe it's one by one. And then there's this big reveal. Um, I'm also interested in the structure of if they have a leader per se, or is there equal parts? Because a lot of times with the faction that begins, you know, you always do have a leader. And that also then means that there is someone that they believe is going to be the kind of the next big star. Um, and who that may be out of this, that's just, to me, very interesting who they decide to have as a leader or if they try and kind of, and I think we've even talked about this just, just recently too, with last week on the new day, you know, having a leader, uh, and then you have two kind of followers or, or two co-captains, you know, do they have that structure or do, you know, ultimately there is going to be one or two people that come out of this stable that are going to be the next big thing. And who knows if that's, the specific direction of the company or it may happen just organically through other things. We don't have fans in the audience now to kind of stir that pot as well. So that's just another thing that keeps me very intrigued about this whole thing. Yeah. I, and I think this is, you make a good point about fans in the audience. This works without fans in the audience and they need that. They need those things that work without fans in the audience. The underground works without fans in the audience. These promos worked without fans in the audience, even though it would have been great with fans in the audience, because it feels more like a TV show and wrestling without an audience is a TV show. It's more of a TV show than any other wrestling is. And, and so if you got to be a TV show, go with it. And, and who knows what it means for the future. Maybe this is what we learn. Maybe this is what, what we do. I don't know. All I know is that we're going to have more weeks to see it, more weeks to talk about it, but we can't go there yet because right now we got to play some commercials. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. That's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code chairshot, you will get a free month. Now, a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Right, we're gonna try. I, I got. You know, it's funny because I was like, "Oh, I better have this queued up," and then I didn't have it queued up. So hang on, I got. Got to find it for you, Patrick. Well, yeah. I, I have a little bit of a, a you know, something that uh, I meant to follow up a little earlier. And Go ahead. since I'm sure fans are waiting on anticipation, middle name of Shane McMahon, yes, as listed, Brandon. Really, Shane Brandon McMahon. Wow, Greg, Greg, you weren't even close. Not even close whatsoever. But you know I what? Mean, good, good Irish name though. Good yeah. Declan is a good Irish name. Declan's one of his kids. I really thought that was a middle name. Oh well, I was wrong again. Agencies around the world are receiving breaking news that CM Punk has sneezed while at a hockey game, which clearly indicates he has signed a new contract with WWE. He then confirmed his return by tweeting something completely unrelated to wrestling. Backstage sources believe he'll come back at SummerSlam, but plans may change. Patrick, this is Leanne Marie, and I just wanted to say that I love Patrick O'Dell. Hey, I'm out of snow. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. The wrestling real is Patrick O'Dell. Bullshit, Eric Report of the Week. 
always fun to hear the bullshit intro. I haven't heard the bullshit intro in a while. It's, it's a it's a good intro. It's good you, you did really well when you put that package together. Yeah, you and, know. And back for in the day. SummerSlam season two, the, yeah. the little British newscast thing works out really well. Gets you real excited. Plus, Patrick saw that we were talking about bullshit wrestling news and just gets all excited. I did it perked up. All right, so we only have one news bite this week, and, and this, this news bite is the whole reason we're doing this, because, damn, this deserves the full Patrick O'Dowd bullshit internet this, wrestling news of the week treatment. I mean, this is this right. is horrible. This is just like, this is, is so, oh, this is great. Yeah, and, and so you had, you had tagged me in a retweet about oh pat what is it this has this has at wrestling realist written all over it and you know naturally pimp the show and, and chair shot media as well well done um i do what you I know, do. ding and so i'm like okay what is this and i i only got to the headline it's going old school everything now sorry right so i only got to the headline that's as far as i got before i wrote my response because the headline is uh it's a tweet from pw stream that is citing and is sharing a ringside news article. So there's strike one. But the the headline is Triple H allegedly planning on leaving the WWE. So good. With a picture, it's so good. With a picture of him and his wife, Stephanie. So before I read the article, because I, I did give him the click, I'm sorry. Um, you had to. You had to in this one. You had to. Was, was, I just was like, wow. Just, just wow. Like, that's so ludicrous. And that's exactly, I mean, it did exactly what it needed to do. It got the attention that it needed because it's so ludicrous and everybody knows it's so ludicrous that they're like, okay, what's this really about? And so you click on this article from Ringside News and you learn that this is coming from Ryback, who is talking on his podcast about how Triple H wants to be out of the wrestling or be out of the wrestling business or out of like no longer working by age 65. Bear in mind, Greg. Do you happen to know how old Triple H is? I'm pulling it up right now. I think he's like 51. He's 51. He's 51. Nailed it. So 14 years from now, he's going to maybe leave the WWE. 14 years. 14 years ago. That is, this is, this is why we get so angry. Noble listener, because this is just, it's, it's intentionally, a desperation clickbait thing. It's it's put out there to get like gather everybody looking around. And to it to our credit or to to the credit, I don't know what the actual posting from Ringside News has gotten. It's gotten 337 retweets and comments. So it's not exactly setting Twitter on fire. But like, come on. Like, just come on. Like, why even publish that? And, and Ryback, really? That's your big source? Ryback's well, podcast? I was gonna say years from now. This is this is an in, like inception piece because it's like a terrible game of telephone. So they got this from Ringside News. So this isn't even their story. They got it from well, Ringside well, I, News. I gotta, I gotta, got I gotta from, hang on, I gotta I gotta clarify that. PW Stream <laughs> is a Twitter account that Ringside News bought. So PW Stream is just a Twitter account that re- that tweets out articles for Ringside News. It's, it's just a Twitter vehicle for them. There you go. But then it got it from Ryback's podcast, but then didn't he say he heard it from uh-huh. someone else? So right. it wasn't even Ryback getting that information directly. It was him getting it from someone else who said that this was going to happen. <laughs> So that was what got me like it just at yeah. that point, it's so diluted that it's like a just a terrible game of telephone. Yeah, it actually says right. the quote from from Ryback is Hunter from the information I've been told doesn't want to stick around past 65. And he just celebrated his 51st birthday. So 14 years from now. And, and, and here's what this immediately brought to mind, because, you know, it's like, OK, when we talk about this and, and, and we bring this back up in 14 years, if we're doing this podcast in 14 years, s- slap me in the face. Just just pull the plug, <laughs> slap me in the face, ask me what the hell I'm doing with my life, because in 14, that's what, the year 20, 2034. OK, that's different. That's that's completely yeah. different. Then it's a job, this, and then, then we have to do it. And then we have to do it, and 
and and, and, and you know did, what? Didn't did we say? Didn't we say five years ago that we wouldn't be doing this show nine years later? I'm I don't sure. know if we used the phrase nine years. We probably said ten years, and we're going to hit that soon enough. So, yeah, you're right. But that would be a total of twenty four <laughs> years or twenty three years, fourteen yeah, years true. from now. We will have been doing this for twenty three years. That's I know. I just did the math. Good. I don't. I don't like how old I'll be if we're still doing this. Yeah, in 14 none of years. us do. Um, we probably will be just, just at, at that, but this is just, I mean, this is golden. This is golden bullshit at its finest. Like literally this is, yeah. this is, this is, this, this is America, baby. America, like, come on, like, seriously, come on. Like, like uh, the moment I saw that tweet, I was like, oh, oh, I gotta, I gotta make sure Patrick O'Down sees this. And I wanted you to see it in a way that you would like. Not stumble upon it, but you know, when you see the notification, you would come up and it would just, you know, brighten your day. Um, because we can all use a little I bit. I mean, of I, I gotta too. appreciate that they covered their bases with using the word allegedly in the headline. So like they're they're acknowledging that they heard it from, you know, fourth hand. Right, but they didn't in the tweet, and the tweet is usually driven right. by the headline. So I kind of wonder if they actually had to adjust the headline. When people were, because if yeah. you look at the tweet, the actual linked article, the headline says Triple H allegedly planning on leaving WWE. You don't really like like that set when you publish an article. Like, like trust me, I right. publish articles all day. Like that set. If I go back and change an article title on the chair shot, it would not change what people see on Twitter because that tweets are already lives. So that original headline was Triple H allegedly planning on leaving WWE. They then had to change it because I'm sure people just went nuts. In their comment section, which now isn't as uh, prevalent as it was before. Um, what I really love is, is Twitter follower. Uh, I gotta, I gotta go back to the actual tweet now and, and find it. Uh, who follows me at ZV Army? Literally said, "If you click on that link, you're a fucking idiot." <laughs> and of course, well, we all clicked on that link. So, yeah. Well, amazing. I mean, you were gonna have me break. You were gonna have me break down the bullshit. I had to click on the link. <laughs> like, the moral obligation. Doing our it's, job, Greg. That's oh, just like it's just okay. like I had to watch Raw today because Greg made it very clear that we were going to talk about Raw in detail. I couldn't right. just read the results like I usually do. There's YouTube. There, there's YouTube. You could always figure something out. That's so. true. Um, but there you go. We brought back the bullshit. I hope you all enjoyed this week's bullshit internet wrestling news of the week because, well, I know I did. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Masked Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. So no three-minute warning on your rundown because I didn't know what it was going to be, and I wanted to see what the wrestling world would give us. And the wrestling world didn't really give us much to talk about a three-minute warning. However, stumbled upon a potential topic for maybe next week, Maybe a week after, I'm not 100% sure, but I was texting with Andrew Belaz today and we were talking about, he sent a picture of Evil in, in New Japan, who of course turned heel, left LIJ, joined Bullet Club, uh, has his Darkness Club merch, and now Evil has changed his gear, he changed his hair color, he's doing everything to, to sort of get in line with Bullet Club, and I replied back, there's your number three world champion in the entire world today, right there, and because he's the IWG heavyweight champion, and he said, well... Is and he was like, is is that the number three? Is NXT higher? Who knows? What about AEW? And so, what I want to do, uh, uh, get your guys' thoughts, is I, I want to bring him on next week, and I actually want us to to figure out what are the most important championships in wrestling, and 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 rank them 
in order and, and kind of go through that discussion process and, and really figure out what globally, what are the most important championships in all of wrestling and how do they stack up? So without answering that question, um, what do you guys think of that potential topic idea? Patrick O'Dowd. That could be a lot of fun, but I mean, is the AWA world heavyweight championship one through 10 modern day, Rick Martell. Modern, held, modern oh, day. Damn it. But modern Rick Martell day. held that belt. He sure did. <laughs> it's important to Patrick. Nick Bockwinkle held that belt. He sure, sure. did with pride. <laughs> with pride. So did Larry uh, Zabisco <laughs> and um, I don't know who else. Kurt Henning. Kurt, Kurt Henning yeah, of course. Belt. Kurt Henning held that belt. I mean, it was a beautiful. Vern Gagne owned that belt. So. Well, yeah, I don't think Greg Gagne ever held it. Did he? No, because Greg Gagne was not a champion ever. He was a dude. He's not even a dude. But no, he, he's he was, a guy. He's a guy. Oh, he's a guy. maybe a guy. He wasn't a boy. Anyway, he was definitely a guy. He, uh, I will say this. Uh, I think that's a fun topic. I think it'll be. I think it's worth uh, breaking down and looking through. Uh, and then, really, just how far down the rabbit hole you want to get in terms of like companies and what means what and, and mm-hmm. all that can always be a fun conversation. And it's global importance too. So it, it's it's we're talking about. Right the biggest titles in the world. And, and maybe they're not even what people love, what, what product people love. So it's, it's definitely, and I think at the top of the list probably won't be as exciting, but when you get into the two, three, four, five, six, I think that's where we're or maybe three, four, five, six, that's where we're going to have a lot of fun. So, and that's what it's all about. And, and if you go back to when we did the chair shot 50 and listen to how I made the group come up with the top 10, you'll realize that any ranking of anything led by me is sure to be convoluted, but still get to the right answer. So, so when you when you say titles, you're talking like world championships, like the top championship. Like you're not talking like shut up. That's what oh. I'm saying. Shut up. Don't ro- save it for mean? the podcast. Save it for no. The I'm podcast. asking questions so that I can work on this for next week. Man. Save it for <laughs> like, the pod- We're ranking the importance of championships. That is okay. not a fair. That is okay. It's very open. It is very open. Because uh, what if you think, you know, the NXT championship is less important than the United States championship? Who knows? You know, okay. it's, it's. Well, I, that kind of answers the question. So. He did just answer the question. I know. Yeah. I yes. know I did. But yeah. I didn't go with the one you were thinking because that one I think is going to be a hot button championship to discuss. That's why yes. I didn't go with the one you're thinking. Um, because even when Andrew and I were going back and forth, we were talking about how you rank NXT and AEW as, a, as opposed to IWGP and New Japan. And so, yeah. And then where does Impact fall? Because yeah, and, and WWE presents Way. all four of oh. their – WWE presents all four of their men's singles championships, basically as world titles at this point. So, yeah, there's a lot of of potential potential good there. Miranda, what do you think? Oh, you – No – no, no, that's uh, Patrick. No, 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 no. It's Miranda. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I, I, I think it will be a fun topic, especially if we have it pretty open ended as to championships, and I'm assuming even maybe some women's championships will be in consideration. Um, and that itself is pretty hot topic, uh, because there's you know the lineage of women's championship isn't as long as men's, so that will be kind of an interesting wild card element to it, you know. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be other criteria, possibly. Who knows? Or we just pick our favorite. And then we fight over it um, and virtually punch each other in the face. I don't know. We'll see what happens next week. Criteria is almost individual to me. That's what I hate when people are like, what's the criteria? Because that kind of ruins it. Like we all have different criteria that factor into what importance we place on a championship. The criteria is what you think is important. That, as Miranda said, is the wild card. Wild card, bitches! And that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. So head on over to thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Go buy a t-shirt with the promo code SUMMERTIME. Save 20%, which basically gives you your soft style nature of your t-shirt for free. 
by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of the many exciting designs that we have out there and support the chair shot. Follow the website at chair shot media. Follow me at chair shot Greg. Patrick at the wrestling or uh, Patrick. Ever since Miranda had a V on hers, it screwed me up. Patrick at wrestling realist. That's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist. And Miranda at the hashtag Miranda. There is an I in Miranda because it's Instagram and she wasn't limited by the number of characters like Patrick was next week. Sounds like we're probably going to be talking about the importance of championships. That should be a whole heck of a lot of fun. So I look forward to doing that with you guys. And uh, yeah, you know, we made it through a whole show and I didn't play something. And I don't know if I'm going to play it.